Thank you so much for joining in with me today. I am Apostle Maria Brown. I am the co-founder of Empowerment Prayer Outreach Ministry located in Crowley, Texas. And you're listening to Waging War and Winning. Thank you so much for joining in with me today. I'm so excited about what the Lord is doing in our lives. Today, we're going to further our discussion as we've been talking for the last three weeks. And this is our fourth week on how to build a more solid relationship with God. Over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about and we discussed and by now it should be in your spirits that in order for us to have a more solid relationship with God, we as a believer has to take initiative to pursue him. The Bible tells us over in James 4, 8, that uh, if we draw near to God, he draws near to us. And then also we have to take the initiative to invite him in to come closer to us and to build a better prayer life. And through prayer, praise and worship, that has to be a part of who we are. That has to be the essence of us. Uh, Also, we have to take the initiative to study the word of God and to also to get to to know him in a more intimate uh, relationship by knowing his name. It's just like if I'm walking down the street and I discussed this on last week and you can call out, hey, lady, maybe or maybe not. I would respond. You can call me Susie. You can call me Jane. And I may not even turn around. But when you begin to call me by my name, which is Maria, I'm obligated to respond. Likewise, when we get into the intimate place of prayer, and begin to study and understand the attributes and the characteristics of our God, then he he responds to us. And that causes us to have a more solid and a more close, intimate relationship with him. So today I'm excited because we're going to go even further today. On last week, I began to talk about some of the names of God And I didn't get to go forward with them. So hopefully and prayerfully today, I'll be able to go a little bit in depth with some of the names of God, because I think these are really important saints of God is that we understand who we're serving and the attributes of the God we're serving. He's just not a God that's been made with man's hands and he has eyes that he can't see, a mouth that he can't speak, ears that he can't hear. We serve the only true living God who sees, he knows, he hears, he speaks, he is God. And besides him, there is no other God. And I believe as believers that we we have gotten into a place where we go to church and it becomes more traditionalized or even a rehearsing uh, type of thing. And we go in there. We fellowship with our brothers and sisters. We hear a couple of songs. We pray a small prayer and we and we hear a word and we go back out the doors. We don't go out the doors in most cases changed. We don't leave out those doors knowing whom we serve. Um, We don't leave out those doors being delivered and healed from things because we don't really understand the significance of the God that we're serving. And in fact, you can have a close relationship with God and become even more close to him and not even enter the doors of the church. I know that uh, my statement probably is going to upset a couple of pastors, but it's the truth. 
Now, I'm not encouraging anyone not to assemble with the saints of God. But what I am saying is that this relationship that we are having and that we want to build with the Lord, it needs to be a 724 thing. In other words, it needs to be every day of the week, 24, seven days of the week. It comes with us taking that initiative and wanting to have more of him. Likewise, in the last couple of sessions, I explained if you met someone and you really wanted to get uh, to have a better relationship with that person, that you would take the time to get to know the person, whether it's going out uh, for a cup of coffee, you know, having a, a bite to eat together or just holding a conversation over the phone face to face, whatever the case may be, um, because Something about that person drew an interest to you. Likewise, we're talking about God Almighty, Abba, our Heavenly Father. And that's one of the names I'm going to touch on in a few minutes that um, is, hopefully I'll get around to Abba Father, is one of his attributes and names. And likewise, when we're talking about our God, we need to understand who we're serving and that he's not just a genie in a bottle. He's not just some warlock or some magician that gives us things based on what we feel like we need. But he's God. He's our heavenly father, such as we have parents or or we may be parents. And I'm a mother and there's things that I would not give to my children because, first of all, they may not be mature enough to handle what they're asking for. They may not even know what they're really asking for or it's not the timing for them. It can be a number of reasons why, if I say no, that they may not get it, right? And it's the same way when we're serving God, Abba, Father. He knows what's best for us, even though we may think we know what's best for us. And so when we begin to take him and push him away from being a genie in a bottle or some type of super magician or even an ATM machine and become into an intimate relationship with him, then we understand that he knows what's best for us. This comes with us. Also, it helps us with uh, extending our faith and trust in him because we know that he knows what's best for us. So today I'm excited because we're going to talk about some of the attributes of God. We're going to talk about how he really means to us. And this comes with us building a closer relationship with us because if your daughter or your son doesn't know your name, or know about their mother and father, then how can they truly reverence you or have the respect that is due to you? And again, that comes with you spending time with them and they spending time with you and they develop it over a period of time, the trust, developing honor, developing respect, all the great things that goes along with how building a solid relationship. Amen. So today we're going to talk about that. On last week, we discussed some of the names we talked about and we called them Alpha and Omega, which is the beginning and the end of every situation. I'm going to quickly go over the ones I've talked about. Then I'm going to start on some of the new ones. Okay. And then we talked about Atik Yum. And that means that he's the ancient of, ancient of days. Atik Yum. Ancient of days. He existed forever. And Daniel over in the chapter seven talks about him being ancient of days. He took you 
Amen. And then we talk about him and we call him as El Elyon. He is the most high God. And that is referenced in Genesis chapter 14. And then we talked about him as El Olam, everlasting God. He's everlasting. I mean, he is the, I mean, he's today. He is yet today, yesterday, and forever. He is he who sits on the throne forever and ever. And we're talking about El Olam. And the word we talked about, El, E-L, meaning God. That is where you'll see a lot in a lot of the 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 names and the characteristics that I begin to share with you. You will see that L is in them. That means that he is God, his most everlasting God. When we're talking about El Olam. And then we talked about El Roy, that he's a God who sees. And that's also referenced in the book of Genesis chapter 16. And he's a God who sees. So we don't serve a God like some of the other worshipers, pagan worshipers, false believers of false religions serve that they've made gods from idols and they've placed eyes on them and mouths on them, but yet they don't have any life in them. Our God is living. Our God exists. And, and, and it's so awesome that we serve a God like that, that we have not made with hands. Now check this out. And I'm not putting anybody's religion down, but check this out. We, some people concoct up a God that they made out of wood, that they've made out of uh, metal, or they made out of whatever type of porcelain or whatever, and they put a face on it as to what they imagine their God to look. And they make sacrifices, and they create an altar for their God and make sacrifices, whether it is, um, I mean, I've seen them make, uh, give fruit, uh, give vegetables, give um Animal parts, um, all these different things, alcohol, uh, incense, and they making, they're giving these uh, different sacrifices to their God that they made. So in essence, they made, concocted up something and they're worshiping that thing that they concocted up. And so, but we don't serve a God like that. We serve the only true sovereign God. Amen. And so he sees, he knows. So this gives the believer the confidence and the assurance that no matter what you're going through, God sees it. The Bible says there's nothing that goes around, can go around him. There's nothing can go above him. That can, nothing that can go beneath him because he's God. And that should give you the confidence to know that no matter what you're going through, saints of God, God sees it. And it's just a matter of time before he deliver you out of that situation. And then we talks about, oh, my God. Hallelujah. El Shaddai. Mm. He is God almighty. He is the multi-breasted God. He is the God who wraps his children in his arms. And he assures them that all is well. He's multi-breasted God. He multi-faceted God. I mean, he's God. He's so unique and so magnificent. That really there's no word that can actually explain him or that even the human's mind cannot really fathom or articulate him. But these are some of the words and his attributes as to what we can come close to him. And then we talked about Elohim. He's the creator of all things. The Bible tells us over in the book of Colossians, Colossians, I'm sorry, that through him all things exist. Before him, there wasn't anything. So 
He is Elohim, the creator of all things. So this takes away the, the, the myth of that we were created or that mankind was uh, established through uh, Big Bang Theory or even from ants, uh, monkeys or gorillas or whatever that scientists say. He is Elohim. He is the creator of all things. All right. And then also another one is characteristics and attributes is Yahweh. And another word, another also word for Yahweh is Jehovah. And then some people call him Yeshua. And then some is Joshua. And it all boils down to Jesus. Amen. And so Yahweh is self-existing one. He is I am that I am. You remember when Moses asked him a question, who can I tell Pharaoh sent me? You've given me this message to go to, to convey to Pharaoh. Now, I'm, Pharaoh is going to question me. Who do I tell him has given me all of this word? And he say, you tell him I am that I am. And that to us is whatever we need God to be. He's that. That means, thanks to God, we cannot put God in a bottle. We can't put him in a box. We shouldn't put him into a little trinket thing. We can't put boundaries around him because he is exactly what we need him to be. If we're believing God for finances, guess what? He is that. He is Jehovah Jireh. And we're going to talk about that. Amen. We're believing God. Hallelujah for peace. He is Jehovah Shalom. We're going to talk about that. He is exactly who we need him to be and some. How about that? And some. So he is a self-existent one. I am that I am. And then he goes on and I'm going to counter, counter interchangeable his name, Yahweh Nisi. He is the Lord, our banner. Amen. He's high and he's raised up. And we, and we reference this in Exodus 17 when we, he talks about the banner, you know, going out to war. He has our covering. He is high and raised up. He raises up us so high that no enemy can touch us. Hallelujah. So when you find yourself in a spiritual warfare or in a battle, you need to call on Yahweh Nisi or Jehovah Nisi. He is our banner. And then also that banner weighs, weighs the signification of victory. Hallelujah. That the battle, the battle is not yours, but it is the boys. So he is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. Then we talks about one of his other characteristics and names is Jehovah Raha. Hallelujah. He is the Lord, our shepherd. David talks about this in Psalms 23 when he says he's our good shepherd. Even in the New Testament, he talks about in, in John, the, the good shepherd shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He is our shepherd. It means he's our keeper. He's our sustainer. He's our protector. He's our guider. He's our corrector. A lot of times we want a lot of things for God, but we never ask him God to correct us. But when we're talking about Jehovah Ra, the Lord, our shepherd, he, yes, he's a provider for us. Yes, he's a protector for us, but also he's a corrector. I was James. I mean, John, I'm sorry. Uh, David says, um, Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, but thy rod and thy staff, they're with me and they comfort me. And the, the rod and staff, you know, understand anything about a shepherd is a long stick and it has a curve on it, sort of like a cane. 
And it's, I mean, what it does is when the sheep go astray, the shepherd can pull. First of all, if it's a, if it's a mass of sheep or he can kind of hit, you know, tap on them and hit them to get them to go back in the right direction. And if there's one that's really going astray, he can reach down and grab them with the hook of that rod and staff. So that rod and staff is able to be used each way. It is for direction when you're going, he's trying to lead you in the right direction. And then it's also for correction. When you go astray, he pulls you back in. And so Jehovah Ra, Yahweh Ra, the Lord, our shepherd, Psalms 23, the psalmist talks and going to death. And, and just one day we're going to talk about the prophetic psalm. And this is one of the uh, uh, Psalms 23. But today we're talking about the names. And in John 10, that he's our great shepherd. And then the next one we want to talk about, saints of God, is Yahweh Rapha. I may be going a little bit fast today because at the end of each session, I like to give prayer. Amen. Prayer. So we're talking about Yahweh Rapha, the Lord, our healer. And that's in Exodus chapter 15, when we're, uh, we're uh, Moses was talking about Jehovah Rapha is our healer. So when you're believing God and when you're going into prayer for yourself, whether you're believing God for the healing of your uh you can be healing the finances, healing in your body, believing God for healing for someone else, healing of our nation, or just healing in general. Then you want to call him by his name as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals us. He is our healer. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us also that it is he, he who that gives us. Hallelujah. He sends his word. I'm sorry. And he heals us. He is our healer. His desire is for us to be healed. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was placed on him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So he is Jehovah Rock, Rapha, the Lord who heals. And another terminology you can call him is Yahweh Rafa or Jehovah Rafika, which the same is the same as Jehovah Rafa, the Lord who heals. Amen. And then we're talking about Jehovah Shalom. You remember just a few minutes ago, I was talking to you about the Lord, our shepherd, Yahweh Ra. All of the, the shepherdness of keeping, the healing, the protecting, the preserving, the provision, all of these are now that are going to, they're extended off and to giving him even more characteristic of who God is. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of our peace. This is referenced in the book of Judges chapter six, when Mo, I'm sorry, not Moses, but, um, Joshua, and I mean, the judges were talking about him giving them peace in the land. And this is when you're finding yourself. And also it's referenced also in the book of Isaiah, one of the prophets, when we're talking about Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of I peace and the word Shalom and the word peace. There is completeness been made whole in his presence where there's peace and where there's a completeness in Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that as we set our heart and mind on him that he will put us in complete or mature or hold peace that means to be made whole that means that there's nothing that will be able to come and shake you and make you and throw you off track he is our god of peace he is shalom amen i find myself uh oftentimes um 
because I want to be a person of peace is I speak peace unto people. So there may be times when I'm addressing a person as Shalom, my brother, or Shalom, my sister, and I'm speaking peace into their spirit. They may not even know what those words Shalom mean, but I know and God knows I'm releasing the peace of God upon them. And then and I even do that sometimes, saints of God. And they may, I may not even know the person, but I may just say shalom, my brother, or shalom, my sister, or God bless you, or may the peace of God be upon you. And because what I want is for them to have a mindset of peace. That doesn't mean that we're not going to go through things in life. But what it does mean is that when we're going through things of life, those turbulence and those tests and those trials, they won't take us out because we have the peace of God, the God of peace that uh, that the apostle talks about over in the book of Philippians that will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, a, a complete peace. I, I'll tell you, I get fired up when we start talking about Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. And then we're another characteristic and name of God is Jehovah Shammah. Ah, hallelujah. Oh, he is there. He is there. Isn't it a great thing, saints of God, to know that God is there with you? He said, Lord, I'm with you even until the end of this age. That means that no matter what you're going through, how long you have to go through it, I'm in this thing with you. And this reminds me also of the Hebrew boys who went through the fire and that said that there was a sec- an additional man, which we know is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. It actually was Jesus in the fire with them. Isn't it a great thing to know? Even if we have to go through the fire, even if we have to withstand floods, that the Lord, hallelujah, Yahweh Shama is in there with us. Amen. It just makes things a lot easier for us because we know that God is going to bring us out. And your testimony should be that you coming out of the fire and you will not Hallelujah. Smell like smoke. Hallelujah. So I thank God for that one. And that's referenced over in the book of Psalm chapter 139. All as well. I'm giving you some scripture references that you I want to challenge you to go back and to search the scriptures. I could give you the verse, but I don't want to give you the verse because I want you to go back and search the scriptures so you can find the Lord in these scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. So the next name that I want to talk to you about is Yahweh Sabaoth. Oh my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. You a prayer warrior or any type of warrior. This one right here is to touch home for you. I got eight minutes left. I'm telling you, 30 minutes go by fast when you're talking about the Lord. But I take great pleasure in blessing you and encouraging you and empowering you and educating you on some of the things of the Lord. Um, so I got seven minutes left. We're talking about Yahweh or Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord Almighty. My God, my God, my God. This is referenced over by the prophet Isaiah in chapter six, when he talks about how great and mighty our God is. There's a song that goes great and mighty is he, my God. When you started putting God in his rightful position 
as a sovereign God, the only sovereign God, and that he's the Lord almighty God. That means that no matter how intensified your battle or your struggle may be, the Lord God that you serve is able, hallelujah, to steal to vindicate you and to bring you out of that situation. He is Yahweh Sabaoth. He is the chief commander at war. Hallelujah. My God, if I'm going to have to go to war, I really definitely want to go to war with the Lord on my side. Hallelujah. I, I, it just causes me to see no matter what giants that you're facing, no matter what you're coming in encounter with, when you have Yahweh Sabaoth on your side, hallelujah, the battle truly is not yours. It is the Lord's and it's already been won. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So he is Lord Almighty. So can you just go back and just, I want you to go back and begin to hold a conversation with the Lord and begin to call him by his name while you're having your time of prayer. You know, just begin to open up your heart and your mind and begin to worship him when you start prayer. Begin off always with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and worship and Lord, you are Alpha and Omega. You are Lord God, the ancient of days. You are El Elyon, hallelujah, the most high God. You are Jehovah Sabaoth. You are the Lord that's almighty and you are mighty God in battle. Hallelujah. I mean, that talk, I mean, re, uh, re, Reminds me of Psalms 24 when it said, lift up your heads, all you gates and be ye lifted up and allow the everlasting God to come in. Who is this everlasting father? The Lord who's strong and mighty, the Lord who is mighty in battle. Come on now. When you know the attributes and the characteristic and the names of God, call him by his name. I remember back in the old school days when we used to have praise and worship and old saints used to say what's his name Jesus call him by his name Jesus what's his name Jesus and you can use these same names what's his name Jehovah Sabiah what's his name Jehovah Shama what's his name Jehovah Shalom what's his name Jehovah Rapha what's his name Jehovah Ra what's his name Jehovah Nisi and they mean something to you my God almighty today I have four minutes left and let's guess what I still have some more names of God so that guess what that means? I come back next week and talk to you even further about even more of the names of God, because I want to get ready in a few minutes to cut to pray to close out in prayer. But I would admonish you, saints of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To get into a place where you are having an intimate and a personal relationship with the Lord and that you begin to call him out by names. His name, hallelujah, call him out by his name. Amen. So, Father, today in the name of Jesus, we come before you thanking you for this day that you've made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I decree and declare that no weapon formed against your sons and daughters shall prosper. Every negative tongue, I shut it down right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now as we begin to draw near to you that your word said that you will draw near to us. Help us to be able to God to reflect and to be reminded of your names as we are going through 
through our day-to-day activities, when we're going through testings and trials, when we're, Lord God, just living our day in the name of Jesus, that we will begin to know you as a who you are, that you are, Lord God, the great I am. You are Jehovah. You are, hallelujah, Yahweh. You are, Lord God, hallelujah, El Shaddai. You are El Roy. You are El Olam. You are El Elyon, God. You are the most high God. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are a Teak Yuma. You are ancient of days, God. You are existed forever, God. There is, you have no mother. You have no father. You are self-existing, God. You are Jehovah. In the name of Jesus, Father, we begin to go into a place of worship. Help your sons and daughters, God, to worship you like never before. You are Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. Nothing can be able to touch me because when this hallelujah enemy come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Jehovah Nisi, hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are my shepherd. Jehovah Raha, Lord God, I should not want for nothing in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, so I pray today that you will help your sons and daughters to become to know you in a more intimate way. Father God, I pray, God, that they will have that peace, God, because you are Jehovah Shalom. That surpasses all understanding. Guard their hearts and minds. Father, I pray right now that they will begin to get in their word and study the word of God, begin to have a more closer and a longer, a Lord God, prayer life in the name of Jesus, that they will back away from the table, begin to consecrate themselves, go on fastings, God, that they will, Lord God, humble themselves, God, for the mighty God, hallelujah, to stand up in their life. So, Father, I pray for your sons and daughters today. I pray for their finances. I pray for their welfare. I pray for the the things that concerns them, God. Lord, I pray that you will perfect those things in their life. I pray over their children. I pray over their future. I pray over their careers, their ministries. In the name of Jesus, I pronounce a blessing over them. It is in Jesus' name I pray this prayer. Yahweh, hallelujah. Have your way. Thank God. Amen. Amen. God bless you, saints of God. As always, it's an honor and a pleasure to touch bases with you today. I pray that you will come back and um, fellowship with me on next week and we'll go further into the names of God. And until next time, shalom, my brother. Shalom, my sister. You have a blessed time in the Lord. Love you much. God bless.